So, are you ready? I was born ready, sweetness. Oh my goodness! 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 Not another! Not another! Not another! Not another podcast! Well, actually, that's that's quite all right then. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of... Oh my goodness, not another podcast. Oh my goodness, it seems like I have a completely different co-host today. Well, you see, a lot of people have been banging on about my accent and my voice, <laughs> and quite frankly, it's ticking me off, so I've decided to try this one instead. Yeah, how long can you keep that up before your throat starts to hurt? Well, technically speaking, this is actually my real accent, and the and the other one I put is quite is one that I, I fake. So, I so you're telling this, me I, you have a yeah. fake English accent? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I studied all the films of the uh, great uh, English actors, and uh, actually, it's gone completely different now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, I've already lost it. I've already lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not long at all. Not long at all. Pretty good, though. You know, I have been watching um, a lot of Doctor Who since I haven't been able to talk to you to get my dose of English accent in there. Oh, really? Well, see, the, yeah. it's funny because the first Doctor is, is, is from up north, so he's got this kind of accent. And the second Doctor is actually Scottish, and he puts on a London accent during the entire, uh, of the new season, of the new series. Of, of, well, I actually... Scott, and he has an incredibly, quite a broad Scots accent when he speaks normally. I actually really liked the first Doctor, the one in the, the first season of the new, yeah. like, where they started again. I really liked him, but I guess other people didn't, because he only lasted one season. Oh, oh, I, no, I think I think generally he was well-liked. I, do, I don't think he wanted to get typecut, because he's actually quite a, a big actor, like a serious oh. actor, and he does lots of serious stuff. Um, and I think he kind of thought, and uh, you know, this Doctor Who coming back was a huge thing, and there was tons of publicity, and, you know, mm-hmm. it was a Doctor Who been off the air for quite some time. And I think it kind of all hit him to think, you know, ooh, you know, this may be a little bit too much for me to handle. So, Well, I hit the end of the second season, though, and I'm very upset. Well, actually, I started the third season. Oh, yes. I started the third season. Still David Tennant. What are you upset for? Yeah, because Rose is gone. Mm, she's kind and of... And I really liked Rose. I, I've totally told you why I like Rose, haven't I? Yes, yes. You like her buck teeth. <laughs> or her overbite. She's a bit of an overbite. Her overbite, yes. Her teeth really like they just, just don't her. quite fit into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I really dislike her a lot and then I haven't met the new one yet I've only watched like the first episode of the new season where the bride gets taken away from her wedding and she's loud and obnoxious and I was like I was looking at my husband and I was like please don't say that's the new uh, companion and George is like yes it is yes it is and then it no it's not <laughs> you know who that is you know actually it, that will eventually be the new companion you know who that you know who that is don't you? no that's Catherine Tate so when people do these jokes going am I bothered am I bothered and all that stuff Catherine Tate is a comedian and she does a sketch show where she plays characters include you know all sorts of, including the am i bothered girl well Catherine Tate, yeah she's renowned as a as a comedian i think I, I, I can actually see her being a comedian i did not like her in that first episode she yelled too much no and by the end of the episode i was liking her a little bit better mm. you know because well, but in the middle i was like we get it you were taken from your wedding you're mad we understand you don't have to keep repeating that yeah she she was a bit of an unusual choice and, and there was a little bit of people going oh god really because obviously they've only known her from her parts as doing her comedy show right so it's just an odd choice but actually after a certain length of time she kind of i i, I wouldn't say she's by any stretch my favorite companion but mm-hmm. yeah, she does she does all right and actually <clears throat> later on you know when the bit the part comes a wee bit more dramatic she's very good she's very good so she's a better actress than she put on in that first episode well as i said that one as i understand it and i'm sure there's lots of Doctor who fans yelling you're talking about your backside son I, that one, as I understand, it was a special, a Christmas special, maybe even I'm not sure, but it was a, it was a special one-off type of show, or, mm-hmm. or at least it was to introduce the new companion. And the new companion hasn't been introduced yet, though. Oh yeah, okay. Well, then that's the next one. But mm-hmm. and then I think they went, oh, okay, she's quite good. He because he asked her to join him, and she's like, mm, no. You have to. Uh, also, we have a, a a quiz show here called Never Mind the Buzzcocks, which is a musical quiz about about oh, cool. popular music. 
and David Tennant, who's that doctor, and Catherine Tate, they had a Doctor Who special, and it is the funniest half hour ever, because (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Tate didn't seem to understand, like, they were asking Doctor Who questions, and obviously she comes on, she reads her script, and she goes home. She didn't, wasn't really a big Doctor Who fan. So they were asking her questions. (laughs) And yet she She was was on there. Well, she was saying things like, what, that's a Dalek? And all this sort of stuff. It was very good. I'm actually surprised that I'm being so chipper, because I'm actually incredibly upset at the moment. Why? Because I, and this, if anybody hasn't uh, seen the film The Deathly Hallows or read the Harry Potter book The Deathly Hallows, this is a bit of a spoiler. But just before we came on air, do they still say that? Do kids still say come on air if it's a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because... we're not technically on air because we're not, I haven't figured yet how to put us on somewhere where we can uh, broadcast live. But yeah, I think coming on air would, would be an appropriate term. I listened to the incredibly sad death of Dobby. Remember that? Oh, no, yes. I'm very familiar with the movies and with the books. They're yep. kind of favorites in this house. I haven't actually seen the uh, second... I think maybe it must be the second... I haven't actually seen the Deathly Hallows film. I think I may have seen part of the first one. So it's, I didn't um... even know if it was in there, but the st- with the, I'm listening to it as an audiobook read by Stephen Fry. And it, and I've heard it before. This is not this is like the third time I've listened to it. But every single time, that whole scene of them escaping from Malfoy Manor and, mm-hmm. and Dobby coming to the rescue and him saying, "I am a free elf," and boo boo boo, and then oh, so sad. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you. In the movie, that that part is also very tear jerking. Of course, we have all the books, and my husband also has them all on audiobook for when he's traveling around. He really loves listening to those. And the movie, it, it changed a few people that died, if I remember right, and that kind of irritated me. But I'm still mad that some of the people that died in the book died. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I was, I mean, over the last sort of three, four weeks, I've listened to all the audiobooks again. And I do remember clearly them making a big fuss about the upcoming death of Cedric Diggory in yes. uh, Goblet of Fire. And they were going, oh, he's a big character. And I, you know, to be honest, he didn't really, he wasn't a huge character. I didn't think he was that huge character in the books. I mean, maybe more so in the film, I don't know, but not really. No, not really. Though, I think he was just a likable character is probably why they didn't like him dying. Really? Because he was a nice guy. Wasn't he a vampire? Oh, no, it's um, no, wrong series, wrong series. Seriously. Uh, but and then and then the death of um, God. Look, I hope nobody who's listened hasn't ever read the books. That would be ridiculous. But anyway, the, oh my goodness, it's been years. <laughs> the death of Sirius Black again. It was kind of mm, he's there, he's gone. Oh, see that one, I hated. I hated that one because I really liked that character and I wanted Harry to have someone that he liked to go to, a fam- a family member that he liked, mm-hmm. and that's what Sirius was. And I don't know. I just I just like the whole you know bad boy but not a bad boy type image with Sirius and everything else. I thought that part was very dramatic. In the film or in the book? Both. Because in the film it was a bit more dramatic but in the book it wasn't really because I don't know maybe it was a little bit more so but it, it nothing compared to the death of Dobby. I'm sorry the death of Dobby. Oh is... the death of Dobby. Actually I hated at the end one of the twins died and I can't remember which one but what? one of the what? twins died. Hang on a second hang on a second back up I haven't got to that bit yet. Seriously? Well I haven't. I... You have not read the seventh book. I have read it but what I do before I start reading a series or listening to a series again <laughs> is smack my head quite hard against the table and I tend to get rid of any <laughs> that memory so i had i i guess i had forgotten them mm, and then um there's anything else you've already you don't go on, oh and then such such you know then the world explodes and do, do, do. well there were two more that i was really mad about and then the death star comes gets exploded up oh, oh. <sighs> don't be mad anyway you shouldn't be mad i i said to my daughter oh it's so sad my 13 year old daughter <laughs> it's so sad dobby just died i was listening to it i'm really upset and she went uh it's not real <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Thanks for that. The books that touch you emotionally. That's the best thing about them. Exactly. Like, you <laughs> oh have, my gosh. You have no heart. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. Dad, not real. No. Yeah, uh, we watched Ghostbusters the other day. And there were some parts my husband and I forgot about. And we were like, whoa, our eight-year-old shouldn't be seeing that. But we just went ahead and watched the whole movie. The ghost, and, uh, ghost that seems to be giving pleasure to guys. Yes. Yeah. But uh, and George was like, whoa. And I was like, they don't understand that, honey. No. <laughs> no, they don't understand what that was. But, um, happy. Right? <laughs> but um, they are still talking about the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Yeah. And my son goes today, 
He goes, Mommy, isn't that violence? Because, you know, they shot that Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and they crossed those the, the streams and he blew up. If he had been a person, there would be blood everywhere. And I went, but honey, he was a marshmallow. And he went, oh, okay, well, then I guess that's okay. I did feel a little bit sorry for him, the marshmallow man. Why? Well, because he's, I don't know, he's a sailor. I don't know. Because he, he, you know, he's just, he, I think he's, he would have been better used roasted. That marshmallow did look good, though. Mm-hmm. See, roast it, get a giant graham crackers and giant piece of chocolate and make a s'more. I have no idea what you're talking about. But it's not, <gasps> that is not something we do in the UK. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you totally should. We do it the in the microwave. Reason, the only reason I know s'mores is because they're in WoW. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I think it's the um, I'm trying to think which holiday it is. One of the holidays in Wales well, gives some sort of small recipe. Oh, you totally should try one if you never have. You just get uh, you guys you guys have graham crackers, surely? Nope. Oh, surely you do. Trust me, we don't. No, call me Shirley. You know, there was one time when you yelled at me because I asked you, do you guys have something? You're like, what do you think? I'm in a third world country. We don't have anything. Uh, dude, you said, do we have electricity? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was some kind of food. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but we don't, I don't, what is a gram? Maybe we have it, but it's called something else. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a sweet cracker. No, see, crackers aren't sweet. That's just, that's just crazy talk. That's the sort of talk that'll get you locked up here. Crackers okay. are savory. Have you ever heard of a gingerbread house? Yes. Okay, well, I figured you'd heard of that one. Okay, you know how the sides are kind of um, stiff and cinnamony? No, they're gingery, aren't they? Well, yeah, okay, they're gingery, you're right. Um, it's like that, but with honey instead of um, ginger. So it's not cracker, then, it's like a sweet biscuit. Yes. So why call it And it's cracker? flat and long and skinny. Ooh, like me. No, exactly the opposite. Um, why is it called a cracker? Why is it not called a biscuit? Because that is what they named it. And to us, biscuits are the things that you put bread rolls and put them in the oven and bake them and they puff up and you put butter on them for us that's a biscuit don't give me that old malarkey (laughs) that's no biscuit don't and honestly don't come up against an englishman in his biscuit really (laughs) no i I think really benefit from tasting a s'more if i have to i will put graham crackers in a box and mail them to you because they're vacuum sealed how are we spelling graham crackers G-R-A-H-A-M. Ooh, G-R-A-H, like Graham. Yeah, well, I suppose. The Graham Crackers. Graham's a name. Okay. <laughs> or Cracker. <laughs> and then there's two kinds, well, there's probably more than two honey kinds, mate. but there's a kind with a honey, yeah, there's a honey one, and then there's one with cinnamon and sugar on top. Where can I buy, see, I'd, I'd pronounce that Graham, that's bad, that Graham, Graham. <laughs> Graham? Uh, well, actually, that's more literal. Anyway, you get that, and you get like a Hershey's plain chocolate bar. Uh, what? See, Hershey's is not proper chocolate. No, but you're not. You don't. Hmm. Mm-hmm. On a s'more, you don't really want quote unquote proper chocolate because qu- proper chocolate is thicker and won't melt as easily. <gasps> oh, I was going to say, I thought you could buy on Amazon, but they're uh, they're not. Graham crackers? They're not on Amazon. Not on our Amazon. We have we have our own Amazon. Do you know that? Oh. Co. Uk. Do you know what's oh, okay. annoying about Do you know what's annoying about our Amazon at the moment? Hmm. Do you want to know what's annoying? Sure. Okay. What's annoying about our Amazon at the moment is that <clears throat> tomorrow, Thursday, the mm-hmm. what date is it? Oh, you said that they're doing Black Friday. Yeah, tomorrow, Thursday, twenty second, is nothing to to us Britishers or mm-hmm. our Europeaners, or in fact anyone but the Americans. In fact, not even the Canadians because they've already done this. Right. So Friday. <laughs> That's the other day. But Amazon can try to convince us that there's something special about it being a Black Friday. And therefore, all of the deals that they would normally do, anyway, are now Black Friday deals. It's <laughs> because we've got no concept well, of what that, you know, people have got no concept of what that means. Why is it a Black Friday? I was at work yesterday. I'm at work today. Well, in my opinion, Black Friday would seem to be a negative term because, you know, the Black Plague, all that stuff, a bunch of people die. Black Friday, to me, doesn't sound like a good thing. And I actually avoid all shop on Friday. Why is it? I, I hate Black Friday. I don't know, but it's I really actually, hate it. I avoid it. Black Friday here and possibly everywhere else actually is the day is the Friday before Easter. Really? Cause, well, because Black Friday would be the day that you know they put the cross up and stuff. Oh, you know what? You're right because yeah, you're right. And then and Easter Sunday. I never thought of that. Yeah, so it's a little bit strange. Uh, uh, I imagine probably even more strange people going on Amazon and going, uh, "Hello, it's nowhere near Easter, and why would you oh, celebrate right. the death of Jesus by?" <laughs> By giving us sales. It's all very strange. Okay, well, going along with the same conversation, I think I'll go ahead and introduce our first uh, news article today. We do. (laughs) But this has been fun, and I highly doubt our listeners are going to mind all this banter. Actually, I I love when we start this way. It's great. 
Um, because I'm hot. Okay. Huh? I'm hot talking coffee. There you go. That's it. Blame the coffee. All right. So the website I just sent you, it actually is connected to Black Friday. It says there was a lady who was, or actually several ladies who were waiting outside a Best Buy over a week before Black Friday, just sitting there, and they were intending to um, just switch out with friends and keep their place in line and eat there and everything else. And their excuse was, last year, I came on Tuesday, and I was 17th in line. So she waited starting Tuesday. She's, they only had 15 TVs, so she missed getting a TV so by that, two people. Hang on, I don't understand. So back up again. So the, the, the queuing up outside a store is opening on day by day? Yes. There was, there was a couple of years ago that I actually posted, uh, it was like Monday or Tuesday, and there were tents, and people had tents waiting outside. And so they, <laughs> these people kicked her out. Um, and however, she went to another one. There's, a, you know, this is a little link at the bottom. Uh, click to find out where Buckingham is waiting now, which you know she's probably still waiting there because it's not Black Friday yet. Um, she is now waiting. Cause she just simply went to another Best Buy. She is now waiting um, at simply at a new store in a different town. Why, and so one of them kicked have, her out. What bike do they have? Sure, that's a, um, isn't that a public street outside the shop? No. Uh, at this one shop, it's owned by, um, let's, see, well, let, let's read it. It says the shoppers lined up in an El Cajon, or El Cajon Best Buy more than a week early in anticipation for the store's Black Friday sale have been asked to leave the property. On Wednesday, uh, Rhiannon Bucking, Buckingham, goodness gracious, told 10 News she lined up because she wanted to make sure she got the best deal. Buckingham was one of the early birds waiting in line as early as Wednesday for a flat screen television. So this was last week Wednesday. <laughs> this year she had planned to sleep in her chair outside of Best Buy and switch out with friends until the store's Black Friday sale the morning of November 23rd. However, on Thursday, management at the El Cajon Best Buy store told 10 News Mall Security demanded the woman leave the property and come back on Thanksgiving. They can't have people just hanging around outside the stores. Yeah, she just sat there with her cooler. Why? That's not really cause any problems. Though. Well, um... Do you know, my I, my uh, Twitter name was almost El Cajones. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> this is an El Cajon Best Buy. El Cajon Best Buy. And so, I mean, she was... Um I mean, if you, if you take it literally, they don't want people just hanging around outside their stores because, you know, otherwise they'd have to sit there and watch them the whole time to make sure they don't do anything they're not supposed to do. But if you look at the other news report, I haven't given it to you yet. Hold on. I think it was in the process. Oh, no, I did. Um, it mentions that the hotel manager, or not the hotel, goodness, the mall manager had said, you guys can't stay here. You look got homeless. got a tent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's starting to look more like a village than somebody just sitting outside waiting for the store to open. Exactly. I mean, it kind of looks like, have you watched The Guild season, I think it's season five, mm. where they're waiting outside, or was it season four when they're waiting outside in line? Or three? Oh my goodness. One of the season openers, they're waiting outside in line for an expansion of their game, and there's tons of tents and everything else out there. It's kind of like what it looks like outside the stores sometimes here. <laughs> I just find it ridiculous, personally. I mean, we have a holiday on Thursday that's supposed to be about giving thanks and spending time with family and these people are more worried about sitting outside a store yeah but how cheap is that tv i don't care mm, I don't know. to me it would not be worth missing my time deep, with my deep family. discounts you know sometimes you can give family you probably see them the following year it's not like you're not ever going to see them again oh the problem is they <laughs> do this every year. they miss out on thanksgiving every year to do this yeah, I saw some video today of, I guess maybe it was last year's or the years before, of people just going barbaric through the doors of a, I don't know what sort of what store it was, it looked quite a large department store, and mm -hmm. kicking and punching and grabbing hold of boxes and fighting security and just look absolutely mental I, i've seen videos like that i've seen videos of people essentially well they don't show people getting trampled but there's news reports of people getting trampled um when people are just waiting outside stories i remember when these black friday sales used to start on friday at like three or four in the morning and there were early bird sales and blah 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 but now they're starting at like on like thursday starting yeah. noon on thursday and it goes back and back and back and so it just seems to be getting earlier and earlier and earlier that they're starting and to me, it has a lot to do with the commercialization of Christmas because that's the whole point. It's supposed to be the biggest shopping day of the year for Christmas. 
Oh, these people are shopping in advance of Christmas, is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, because, you know, right after Thanksgiving is over, that's the next holiday. And so they've really pushed it here to where people try to do all of their shopping on Black Friday. And to me, it's just, maybe I'm just not as much of a shopper, even though I love just walking around stores and browsing. But these people get mean and rude. I mean, they have knocked down, drag out fights in the aisles over televisions at Walmart. See, I think that what they should do to make it fair is they should make it a pay-per-view event. They should set cameras up around the different stores, particularly the ones that have the very deep discounts. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have, and then instead of you being the one that actually gets the TV if you're first into the store, basically it's last man standing. So, <laughs> so they duke it out in the middle of the store. You know, maybe there's ten TVs, so last ten, and actually it's probably very large women that win these things, to be honest. But and, it, and that's it. And Make then they it a pay per view event. The Tiger from Indiana has won the, the, the discount TV, so I think that's cool. <laughs> I think I think well, I should really look into that. I think it would be a new Thanksgiving tradition. <laughs> or well, they already have football and everything else. Why not? Exactly. Anyway, some some stores give out tickets. Like if people come early, they'll give them. The, Here's your ticket for your TV. You have to come redeem it at this time, and they'll only give out a certain number of them. And so that way, essentially, the things are already claimed. But I mean, they really do. I've witnessed people sit there and fight over it. And in my mind, I'm like, really? Is that TV that important? To me, no, but that's because I actually think my family is more important. And in these people's defense, they're probably saying, well, I'm buying stuff for my family, but exactly. being a family isn't all about buying things for each other. That's not the only thing that matters. No, it's about having some pay-per-view event in the store <laughs> where people can people can fight it out for discounts. I th- honestly, some there must be one of the networks that is missing out on this big time that needs to be sorted that, out. That's true. I'm sure people would be willing to um, beat each other silly for these things. Really? I mean, they, they prove it all the time. There's so many people arrested on... Um, and actually, there's a... Oh, wait. Did I put that in here? Wait, 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 wait. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, there have been a lot of reports, too, that the um, employees at Walmart in certain states are intending to stage a strike or a walkout on Black Friday mm. on the biggest shopping day of the year. The employees do not believe they're getting paid enough for their, their benefits and stuff like that, and they're just going to stage a walkout. And I'm not sure how true that is, but I actually found several articles about that when I was looking for articles. I, so. see, I mean, this time of year, obviously, for the, the retail industry, it must be an absolute nightmare because not only are they not... Because are the stores shut on Thursday? Uh, depends on the store. Some of them are opening. Uh, so I think but that's most why. are I shut at should, least for the morning. Actually, they should be shut for the afternoon, shouldn't they? So I think it should be back. shut all day. I do. So that that's the problem. And, and I mean, we have a similar thing here. We don't, obviously, we don't, as I say, we don't have Thanksgiving. And, you know, there's no particularly special holiday between now and Christmas. But the stores used to, especially the big department stores, would always have a January sale, their New Year sales. And that's our big sales period. And mm-hmm. they used to kick those off around the 2nd of January. Depending upon how it fell, obviously, it fell on, you know, on a Sunday, whatever. But say it was the, the, the Sunday or the Monday after um, the mm-hmm. New Year's. And then as the years have gone by, these January New Year sales have started getting closer and closer. And most of them kick off now on what we we have a thing called Boxing Day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. You're aware of that? So on Boxing Day, they, they kick off, which is the 26th, again, depending on how it falls. I mean, but it will be the Monday after Christmas. And it just seems, it's just ridiculous. The shops are basically closed for a day. And, so, you know, they, they close on Christmas Day. And then maybe they close half day on it. Christmas Eve. But actually, probably not, because a lot of the shops now, particularly the supermarkets, supermarkets used to be closed for two or three days. Now, right, you now, had to get your stuff early or you were... Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember growing up and my mum saying, oh, you know, you're going to have to go down Tesco's or Sainsbury's and get the last few bits and, you know, you need to shoot down there now because they'll be closed for three days or four days or whatever, depending on how it falls. But now, you know, it's, it's not it's not special. It's just they're closed for the Christmas day and, you know, and you can get... And, even, and actually around here, I don't know if it's going to be the same this year, but we have like a local... Um, I guess you'd call it a kind of Seven Eleven type store, mm-hmm. and that was opening a half. That was opening up in the morning on Christmas Day. I mean, that's crazy. Wow. So for for the people, I mean, it's maybe it's a little bit of convenience for those people who run out of stuff over the holiday period. But for the people who are having to work in those shops, it's, that's it's, what I was going to say. Yeah. The employees. I mean, if your family doesn't live in that same town with you, essentially what they're making is they're not allowing those people to go see their families. Exactly. Yeah, it's not good. And that's no, it's not good at all. It's not okay. Well, at least, I don't know. It seems like the world is pulling away from family importance and falling into other things. I mean, 
actually my husband and I were talking the other day about divorces and you know it used to be one in every two marriages would end in a divorce about 50 percent and both of us were thinking that it's probably a lot more than that now that seems quite high and as it is 50 percent I think how, how are divorces in England I mean are they hugely prominent because here in the U.S. they are uh, yeah, yeah and so I mean I, I don't know it's it's become incredibly easy, you know. It is. It's way too easy to get a divorce. But I don't... I mean, I can certainly understand that, you know, historically, there was, a, there was a period of time in the UK, I'm not sure if it's the same in the States, where you had to go through some hoops to prove the marriage was irreconcilable. And one of those, for instance, was to prove infidelity. And there was mm-hmm. a, a huge, almost underground industry between private investigators to do those infidelity cases where they'd have to get proof, basically a photograph or some other sort of evidence in order for you to then go to the court and say, OK, you know, my husband or my wife has been unfaithful and therefore I want a divorce. And there was a, there was a few other reasons. But there had to be a reason. You know, there was no, there was yeah, now it's just, oh, we don't love each other anymore. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of half and half on that because obviously... I mean, if you go down the old sanctity of marriage route, then there should be no divorces. But at the same time, in a modern society, you don't, you know, it's not so much. It's, it's also that people jump into marriage too quickly as well. It's not, you know, it's they like do. it's it's kind of it kind of, the divorce rate kind of fits the marriage rate. If you know what I mean? It's it's just it's just too easy now. I don't know. But then again, at the same time, anybody who's tied into a, a loveless marriage or is having problems with their husband or their problems with their wife or whatever, I, you know, the law should not force them to stay together. I mean, I can't well, and I mean, it just divorce on its own doesn't bother me, so to speak. I guess it's the reasons people are getting divorced that bother me. Let's face it. I mean, in any marriage, there are ups and there are downs. Sure. And. The people that bother me the most are the people who divorce immediately on the first down or who, you know, simply don't try to reconcile differences. There have been people that I've encouraged to actually push for divorce, it, especially there there was one that I knew where infidelity was big. I mean, she was constantly actually moving out to go live with another man. Mm. And then when that man kicked her out, she came crawling back to her husband and I was like, dude... <laughs> You know, th- this has got to stop at some point. You need to realize that she's only with you to get her bills paid, and she really doesn't want to be there. Mm. And um, But it, like I said, it's the people that don't try to fix things that bother me more. And, I mean, I mean e- even boyfriends and girlfriends have ups and downs. And there are so many people now that just don't get married, and that way it's an easier way out, so to speak. But, I don't know, I think that in some places the sanctity of marriage has gone to people don't respect marriage in the fact that there are women that will purposely chase married men. Oh, yeah. Just do it. And it bugs me, just like there are men that will purposely chase married women. And it it really does bother me. And I understand some people may have commitment, commitment issues and some people may have other issues or other reasons even for getting divorced. Like I said, the the act of divorce doesn't bother me at all. It's when people don't make an effort. And sometimes the efforts don't work. I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be some kind of effort there. Some want to have what you used to have. And how easy is it to uh, take it to a counseling session? Or, I mean, is it quite an expensive business there? It's, ex- it's actually a very expensive business. Um, yeah. You can get counseling, though, through churches. You know, a lot of pastors. But if you're even inclined that direction and they don't charge but marriage counseling um we got some before we got married by my father's um demand he's like if you guys are going to get married if i'm going to consent you guys are going to go to counseling for this many weeks and we went okay prior to the marriage prior to the marriage Uh uh-huh and so this counselor essentially looked at us he's like okay this is what's going to happen during the marriage sometimes you're not going to like each other sometimes you're going to hate each other well it's fact (laughs) He's like, but, you know, beneath it all, you guys need to realize that you got married because you love each other. And, you know, and he gave us a lot of Bible verses and a lot of things to look at and a lot of facts to go on. He's like, sometimes she's going to be in the mood and you're not. Sometimes you're going to be in the mood and she's not. Sometimes you say no and sometimes you just give in for the sake of your partner. Jeez. I know, right? I mean, he went deep. But See these pictures? Sometimes you want to do this. What? (laughs) 
<laughs> put those away. No, no, he didn't go there. But that counseling didn't cost anything because it was through a church. And so counseling is available if, like I said, if people are inclined that direction. So who knows? Yeah. I think mm. here we, I mean, we have, we have, I think it's actually maybe even called the marriage counseling service, which is basically free. So. Really? I think that's really cool. Yeah. And it's just a service that's there for people who need some support on their marriage? Yeah, yeah. Huh. We have quite a few things like that. We have a thing called Cruise, which is very useful if you've lost a loved one, and uh, they'll, they'll help you through that and so on and so forth. So. I mean, that's, uh, that's the, really awesome. the joys of a social country. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty cool that they offer that kind of thing for free because I think that the charges that these counselors make sometimes, or the amount that some of the counselors charge, is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But especially since if they charged less, they'd have plenty of work, and so they'd probably, you know, end up making more. But eh, I have a problem with the way our healthcare pretty much charges everything. But anyway. Hmm. 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 All right. Well, our. Second news article. Oh, actually, I guess technically it's the third news article. Um, yeah, technically it's the third one because the other one had two. This one is an activity that happened in England. Ooh. And it's called the World's Biggest Liar 2012. Mm. And the contestants go to some place <laughs> called the Bridge Inn Pub. Have you ever heard of this? It's in London. Uh, it's not. It's not in London? No, the bridge Maybe is the in the Lake District. Maybe the news article is in the Lake District. It's in the Lake District. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you know anything about it? Can you tell us anything about it? Other than my little news article that I have here? No, I think it's made up. You're such a liar. It's not made up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to make it up. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, judges were deliberating into the night after two hours of competition at the Bridge Inn in the Lake District Hamlet of Santon Bridge. Contestants had five minutes to impress the judges with a whopping but convincing lie. Hmm. I, I haven't heard of this myself. You haven't heard of it? Oh, I was hoping it was something they would like televise or something. This would be really cool to watch. I would think it would be a blast. Sure, this we already the... we already televise Parliament. It's not like we aren't used to televise liars. <laughs> You've got plenty of liars already on the television. Exactly. <laughs> But this is last year's winner was a nuclear power plant worker, Glenn Boyland, for an improbable story about racing snails with Prince Charles. See, I, that's why I would want to watch it. Just the uniqueness and the way these people would do this would be hilarious. That's ridiculous, though. I mean, you sit on a snail and it's going to smash, isn't it? Even Prince Charles is not that light. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think they were sitting on the snails. Oh. Anyway, but I, I find... The fourth little paragraph particularly amusing because it says politicians and lawyers are barred from entry as they are considered to have an unfair advantage. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, so, obviously the people judging it know that it's a lie. I guess it's, oh, more, it's more just telling a tall tale, isn't it? It's like it's how you tell the story. Right. It's probably being judged it, more on the, you know, they're not being able to work out who's the biggest liar. They're just telling who's the best at telling a couple of stories, you know, whopping. The best story teller yeah i would think so but i thought it was pretty funny and so yeah i'm sad to i'm i am quite sad to report that we don't actually have this 24-hour coverage of the world's biggest slide 12 contestants <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> to say it. well no i didn't figure you would have like a you know a 24-hour coverage on it i just thought that if they have the competition once a year that they might you know go ahead and televise it i'd imagine that as far as like pub type competitions go this is probably not unique in the uk you think there's a lot well maybe this one is particularly it seems to have been set up in the 19th century because the uh the only landlord of that particular pub was a bit of a liar but um, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I I can certainly see that being quite a good little thing to uh, have in your bar to attract people to come in and watch. So. I I would go if I mean if I was nearby, I would go and watch and laugh and yeah, it would be fun. It does say that it is an annual event, so that's pretty cool. So shall we? Are we going to see you at the twenty thirteens? Is that what's happening? I guess so. Every year, it says the fabulous spins a fabricated yarn during a previous world's biggest layer competition and annual event in England's Lake District and then they have a little video of the same dude they have a picture of at the top and I guess he was uh, a previous year but it, it gives um, a little bit anyway but yeah it's pretty nifty okay the next news article is another one that was simply amusing this one is called as Thanksgiving nears Franken turkey attacks in Connecticut uh oh oh yes Oh, yes, and so it says, Wild turkeys seem to know that Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and they are fighting back in Connecticut. 
Marcos Carreras, or rather his car, has been the victim of wild turkeys not once, but twice. Hmm? Carreras of Farmington, Connecticut, was on his way to work at Kingston Oxford School on Wednesday morning when one menacing turkey he refers to as Franken-Turkey went after one car, then came right up to his driver's window and actually pecked on the door. The foul encounter happened when Old Mountain Road and Talcott Notch and Franken-Turkey attacked on Halloween as well. Oh, dear. And so... There's a video. No, there's there's a video of the attacking turkeys. And they're hideous. They're, they're about 18 foot. Those are huge turkeys. They're really is big. This, the sort of t- My, this is for food eating. These are eating turkeys, aren't they? Oh, they're wild. They yeah. grow in the wild oh. in some places. Oh, I see what you mean. It's a bit, hmm? uh, our son this morning was like, Mommy. Or was it this morning? No, it was yesterday. He's like, Mommy. I know what daddy should have done. And I was like, what's that? He's like, he should have gotten a shotgun and he should have gone and shot us a turkey. And I was like, honey, why do we need to shoot a turkey when we can buy one in the store? And he's like, well, because that's what men are supposed to do. Mm. And I was like, really? So you want to go shoot a turkey? He's like, yep. <laughs> no, I'd be scared that turkey would take the gun of you and shoot you back. <laughs> that is a huge Size turkey. <laughs> Why, I've so told a lot of stories turkeys about... Are, turkeys are indigenous to America? Or did they they got bought in? Oh, I, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Mm. I'm not sure. It mm. says that according to the State Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, there are an estimated 3,000... Or, I'm sorry, 35,000 wild turkeys in all 169 towns in the state. Mm. I actually read... There's a... Um, oh, I can't remember what's, what's called. It's not in my room, so I can't look at the title. Um... It's a book about the derivation of words and, but you know, where, you know, the, how words came about. And I do remember reading that turkeys, because you hear the word turkey, at least I do, I hear the word turkey and I think of the country turkey. And, mm-hmm. But then I do remember reading that it actually wasn't anything to do with that. It, they were like a type of guinea fowl or something or a what part of that particular genus. And then the people who were responsible for shipping them from, and I, this could be entirely wrong, but I think Africa, were Turkish. They were, you know, oh, and so they just Turkish, a turkey. Yeah, they were Turkish uh, sailors. And so, uh, well, yeah. So. According to Wikipedia, the wild turkey is native to North America mm. and is the heaviest member of the diverse. What is that, Galliforms? It is the same species as the domestic turkey, which was originally derived from a southern Mexican subspecies of wild turkey, not related to the oscillated turkey. There's a lot of kinds of turkey. I only know the ones that are basted. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I only know the ones that are basted and roasted. So Turkey. (laughs) I actually, the other day when I did the impromptu rushed Thanksgiving dinner, I made ham because ham takes an hour and a half and turkey takes, you know, a lot longer than that so so you did an impromptu dinner because unfortunately hubby dreams is going to be away on the yes mr dreams will be away tomorrow and so um i was just like all right and and he decided we were actually going to take him back that night that he found out that he wasn't going to be here for thanksgiving and he decided to go ahead and stay another night because the load that he's picking up didn't have to be picked up right away he could wait another day and i was like all right well why don't we just do Thanksgiving? Or I, I asked him, do you want me to do Thanksgiving tomorrow morning then? And he's like, no, because I want to get out of here before, you know, too, too late. That way I can get on the road. And so essentially I went to the store, picked up all the stuff, made as much as I could before I had to take my son down to um, to Boy Scouts came back, finished up what little was left, and he watched the stuff that was here while I was gone. And so all I really had to do was mash the potatoes and eventually get the pie done. But it it took four hours, I think, we timed from me leaving to go to the store and then coming back with, or, and me serving dinner. And of course, my husband was playing Uno with the kids at the time, which is really cute. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm incredibly fast thanksgiving dinner and i included yeah i included ham um green bean casserole and candied yams mashed potatoes bread and pumpkin pie so where in the country will hubby dreams be for tomorrow he will be in new mexico he'll be about six to eight hours away so so will he have too far to go pick him up and bring him turkey tacos or something Oh, no, probably not. He'll probably just find a restaurant to, you know, sit in and get some Wi-Fi because he doesn't deliver until Friday. Okay. So we'll just wish him a happy Thanksgiving. And you know, I, I tried to make sure his favorite is green bean casserole. And so I tried to make sure he definitely got that before oh. he, got, he had to go. So at least he got sort of a quick Thanksgiving before he went. Yeah, I'm glad we found out with enough time that I could do that because he was like, no, it's OK. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> 
you know, it's it's the I, he's just like it's the life of a truck driver. Sometimes I'm just gonna have to be gone, mm. and I'm like, I know, but it doesn't mean I like it, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, and then um, the kids were okay with bumping it up. They're like, hey, we get good food early, no big deal. <laughs> And, and, so, and they're off to your parents, so they'll get good food again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I will too. And so, well, they're off to his parents actually tomorrow. Ah, okay. um, and yeah, I'll get good food too. And then we've got a an escape artist puppy. And so I can't really stay. I have to come back home so I can let her out because I'm going to have to keep her locked up while I'm gone. <laughs> Like it's sort of David Copperfield puppy, is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. She's incredibly intelligent. Mm. And so no matter what we do, she figures out a way to get out. Our latest is having to install an electric fence. And she hasn't gotten out of that one yet. It's annoying enough because we don't even have it turned up all the way to where she's supposed to be. She's incredibly active, so she's supposed to be on the highest level. We have it about halfway, and it's just annoying enough that she'll back away from the fence and she won't go over it. And so we only keep it on there you know, long enough for her to be outside, and then when she comes in, we take it off. And it's just static electricity. She doesn't get zapped or anything. It's just a little prickle. But she didn't like it. No. <laughs> and I figure, you know, getting a little prickle on her neck is a lot better than her getting hit by a car or shot because she's not where she should be. So Who would shoot her? Um, we've had dogs shot here before because there's livestock here. Uh, and so especially if a dog gets into someone's livestock, they're going to shoot them because that's their livelihood. Yeah, okay. And so, you know, you have a dog that'll go after their chicken or their sheep or anything like that. They're going to they're going to kill the dog over killing the, or over allowing the animal to kill their own animals. So, it happens small town. Yeah. Anyway, attacking turkeys. Woohoo. It's funny I do how we quickly go from attacking turkeys to shooting dogs. It's not nice. Hmm. Mm. You know, our tra- we always end up in weird places. We started with people sitting outside of um, shops waiting for Black Friday and went into marriages, too. Best Buy. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, this next one should make you very happy. Ooh. Because it involves bacon. Oh, that's not poop. No, no, it's not poop. It's bacon. Do, 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 do. There's do a like pig bacon. genome project. Huh? Do you like bacon? I love bacon. Bacon is the only I thing do. that's stopping me being a vegetarian, to be honest. Really? You, well, you'd be a vegetarian if it wasn't for bacon? I like steak, too. Yeah, and I like rope. steak and chicken. Yeah, I guess not, because it's not just bacon. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think if, if for whatever reason I was forced into vegetarianism, then bacon would be the thing that I'd miss the most. Yes, I can understand that. Hopefully you're not ever forced into vegetarianism. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody if they didn't want to be. Those that want to be, it's great. But those that don't, mm-mm. 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 All right. Well, there's a pig genome project that may pave the way for better bacon. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> they can get any taste, yeah? Mm-hmm. Pig scientists and breeders say it indeed could. <gasps> now the pig genome has been sequenced and a trove of new genetic information is available. The Swine Genome Sequencing Consortium and an international group of researchers published their analysis of the genome in this or this week in Nature. So they're saying we could get more tasty bacon. I don't think that's possible. I think bacon, I mean, I'm trying to imagine how more tasty a bacon could be. I know, right? Because bacon is already like one of the perfect foods. Unless they're With saying... The, except for the fat contact. We won't, mm, we don't mm, pay attention to the fat contact. Talk about that. But unless no. they mean that every time, obviously the bacon does vary in, in its you know tastiness. I get to a certain extent, although there's obviously very much a bakery taste to every piece of the bacon. But mm-hmm. I can see if they were going to try and guarantee that that perfect taste. That maybe, although this really does start going into the area of uh, Franken pigs, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know the whole genetic meddling of things. I suppose kind of bothers me a little bit. But it is better bacon or better bacon. And so I have a friend of mine who tries to convince me that her turkey bacon is just as good as my bacon, and I'm like, uh, <sighs> no. no, 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 not at all. That's smack in the mouth so... talk, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Telling me I ought to smack her? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Knock her out. <laughs> like, no, it is not the same. But, you know, I, I think I will... You know, what I really do wonder in the end is if we're going to end up with better bacon because they genetically mutate these things. And then 10 years down the road, they're like, oh, by the way, you're all dying because that bacon that we mutated, it's killing you. And I wonder if we will stop eating bacon at that point. But damn, that Because I'm was... thinking that would be hard. Well, see, this is the trouble is you start messing with stuff. You know, this, yeah. this, there's a picture on the site. I'm sure, obviously, this will be in the show notes, the actual uh, link. But that's not proper mm-hmm. bacon, you know. That's what you Americans call bacon. That's not proper bacon. Okay. That's streaky bacon. We call that streaky 
tricky. Our bacon is more. I think. I think what you what you call Canadian bacon is our bacon, which is like a, like a back. It's not ham. It's bacon. Well, no. bacon is ham. Don't get me angry, but no. <laughs> ham is what you have in a cheese ham and pickle sandwich. Bacon is what you have in a bacon lettuce and tomato sandwich. Very different. Right. And they taste very different as well. It's, but I've had this argument with other people, with other Americans about, oh, that's this streaky stuff with all that fat in it is proper bacon. It's not. It's not proper bacon. So you're saying proper bacon shouldn't have the fat in it? No. Well, that's not true. Actually, the the, the, the streaky bacon has fat running through the middle of it. Right. What there, and obviously that gives it some flavour and so on and so forth. Back bacon has the rind, the fat around the outside. So if you do wish to cut it off, you can do, and then the rest of it. Will be oh. Yeah, so you're not well, I wouldn't wish to cut it off. No, me neither. In fact, anybody who cuts it off, I have theirs as well. So, you know, probably, probably, <laughs> probably why I'm on a heart monitor 16 weeks of the year. But anyway. I don't know what it is about bacon, but the fat just... Well, that gives I don't know, it's, it's like the best part, yeah. But so, yeah, so that's not, but, you know, if you want to see proper bacon, you need to come to the UK. Actually, it comes, most of our best bacon comes from Denmark. Yeah, because you can't send me bacon like I could send you graham crackers. You know what? No, probably not, probably not. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a bit funny about meats through the post. Oh, yes. Well, they're a bit funny about food, I think, being sent through the mail, period. But graham crackers, if they're completely sealed, I could probably get away with. Yes, Anything, yeah. anything that wasn't once alive, I think they're okay with. Right. I like the. Uh... Well, technically, it's made of wheat, and wheat was once alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to get theirs as well now. Shh. <laughs> There's a quote in there saying, A sick pig is not a happy pig. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> well, I think a sick anything is not a happy whatever it is. So. It's a, 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 certainly a viable discussion about ha- how genetics is affecting things. I mean, I remember. 10 probably even longer ago maybe 20 years ago they were talking about things like um, square tomatoes because they're easier to pack or even ridiculously sounding square eggs which may well cause a chicken some serious damage on the way Um, well actually square tomatoes wouldn't be too hard to do all you would have to do is rig something to put around the tomato and as it grew it would that's not actually genetic mutation that would just be putting a box around the tomato and making it grow into that shape I know, but that what they were talking about gene- at the genetic level. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of have the opinion if it's not broken, we shouldn't try to fix it. You want tasty bacon? That's not broken. Well, and and I would, yeah. But like I said, I wonder if you know, ten years later, they're going to tell us that that bacon killed us because we wanted tastier bacon. We're trying to perfect something that was already perfect. I certainly think it's a double-edged sword getting down into the genetic level of anything, really. But, yeah. but you're quite right. Maybe in years to come, they'll be saying, oh, sorry about that. That bacon <laughs> real good, but, you know, unfortunately, it's wiped out you know, half the population. Right. I mean, there's only so far I'm willing to go. Bacon is already good. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. <clears throat> the next one is, I don't know how to express it, actually. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so express.co.uk. Daily Express. (laughs) Published an article saying, that doesn't look very stable. Ten horses found crammed into van. And so my first thought was, how in the world would you get ten horses in there? And then, of course, I looked at the article, and it was Shetland ponies. I know. It is ten sad-looking Shetland ponies were found in a nightmare position after astonished traffic cops stopped a dodgy-looking white van at a service station. The shocked traffic cops were left amazed when the routine search of the van revealed a secret supply of horsepower hidden inside. In an even more absurd twist, the drivers on their way to Romania when they were stopped at Offenbach, Germany, claimed they had no idea they had the livestock on board. Yeah, right. How do you not know there are 10 Shetland ponies in the back? Really? It's not even, I mean, it's not even a big van. It's a tough, I mean, people better see it in the picture, but that's a hideously small van for 10 anything. Never mind little baby ponies. I know. I mean, even 10 humans back there would be incredibly uncomfortable. And even Shetland ponies are larger in girth, at least, than humans. And so, I mean, yeah. Oh, wait, humans. Sorry. Um, I sometimes delve into wow talk and I freak people out. People. Ten people. <laughs> gnomes. See, if it, the 50 gnomes could have got in there. No problem. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But their pink and green hair may have been showing through the window yeah, and so they would get caught for that. Yeah. Yeah. The van's windows were completely steamed up. We know now because of the ponies breathing and the officers had a hunch. It just looked wrong. So they just kind of pulled them over because they had a hunch. And they were found crushed against each other with no food or water. 
That's hideous. Hopefully the, uh, the book will be thrown at these drivers or whoever organized this ridiculous journey. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that animals are animals, but sometimes you can take it a bit too far. <laughs> well, there's no... Yeah, no, I mean, it's hideous. There's no reason to shove ten ponies in the back of a van. No, no and not at all. No. You shouldn't treat any thinking uh, beast or animal like that. Right? We should shove those drivers in a van. Exactly. With, you know... That's what should happen. They should find a van which is even smaller, and they should shove them in there with no food and water for a few hours and see how they like it. Right, and and throw some more people in there, too. Some more criminals. Just throw them in there. That way they're as uncomfortable as the ponies were. Exactly. It is. It says, in happier news, the poor ponies are now happily recovering in an, at an animal rescue farm while officers work out what to do with them and investigate whether they were stolen. Yeah, like stolen as well. Stolen ponies. All right. Well, the last article I have for us was actually sent to me a couple weeks ago by Mr. Dreams and I believe he sent it to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he sent it to me. And it, it's kind of the little heartwarming one. And sometimes you agree with me and sometimes you don't. Well, if it's so heartwarming. We'll see, how- well, see, you've done, you've been a bit sneaky. Do you know what you've gone and done? You've kind of got me annoyed about the ponies. So, <laughs> so basically anything that isn't involved the, the, the pain and suffering of a poor animal is going to be good, isn't it? So, well, yes. Oh, here we go. All right, so this one is <sighs> a boy with a fatal disease becomes a permanent men- member of the Boston College football team. To the Giants who play each weekend for one of America's big-time college football teams, little J.B. Harvey is the big man on campus. J.B., a five-year-old from Massachusetts, it's one of the newest members of the Boston College football team. A month ago, assistant coach Mike Servano introduced him to the rest of the Division I team as an honorary and permanent team men- member. This uh, or the Boston College Chronicle reported. JB suffers from oh my goodness, I'm going to say that wrong. Duchenne. Duchenne muscular dystrophy. That's not, yeah, I wasn't worried about the muscular dystrophy. It's the first one. Duchenne. A fatal form of the disease. Because of his condition, he is unable to play most sports, including football, his favorite. So, um, essentially, it, it goes on to say that it is his favorite sport, and they went ahead and to honor him, they went ahead and put him on the team. He's invited in the field during the games. And in the locker room where he has his own locker with a nameplate and gear inside. And so they really did make him a little member of the team. Oh. And so it's really sweet. They're not going to get him to suit up, go in as a backer or something, a linebacker. Oh, goodness, no. They won't put him on the field. But, I mean, for a child especially who has to face that they're never going to be able to do what they'd like to do. And, goodness, he may not even live long enough to, you know, even be old enough, even if he could play. Um, it's really sweet of them to suit him up and put him out there and make him feel like he's a part of the team. Mm. So yeah, that was nice. Boston so college football team. College football team. Mm-hmm. So does that does that meet your approval for a heartwarming story? <sighs> you know, I would be just a tad on the beastly side if I was to say anything other than yes. <laughs> So you, you kind of put me in a bad situation because the poor the little five-year-old kid, you know, is obviously a heartwarming story. Yes, okay. I'm going to give. I'm going to let you have that one. Okay. Mm. Point one for dreams. Wow. For five hundred and sixty-seven for Jeppy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they got a better oh. photo. The poor kid doesn't look that happy. No, he doesn't right there. And there's stuff saying how he was so excited, he was over the moon, and you know, they've got a picture of him looking like what the hell? I know, right? Let's see. Click. For, I wonder if. They'll have him in the Boston Chronicle. Let's see. Oh, they have the same picture of him in the in the. Um, oh my goodness! In the newspaper for the university. Although they have some more in there too. Let me see. I'll give you the link to that one, and I'll go ahead and put that one in the show notes too. As always, if you're interested, I didn't go through and name where I got all the stories from this time, but I figured since I do always post them in the show notes, if anyone is interested in seeing the news articles that Jeppy and I are speaking about, they can look in the show notes. And so, Jeppy may look in the show notes. Oh, no, he looks like a very sweet little boy who's a bit nervous. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, as the article says, he's tiny and, the, and his people are huge. So. Huge, yeah. He's only five. I remember my daughter... When she was five, she was a little bit taller than our son, but um, she's always been a little bit taller. Right now, she's still about an inch taller. We measured him this weekend, or George did. And so, um, but I, I realized earlier, I've told a lot of stories about the funny things that Sammy has said in the last couple of days, because he said a lot of funny stuff. 
He's just popped up with the weirdest stuff these past couple of days. You, should, you need to get a Twitch account. Sammy says the funniest thing. <laughs> well, but what about Hannah? That's what I'm sitting here thinking. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, is Hannah maybe saying she's, Maybe the she's the writer. Maybe she's behind the scenes. That's true. She may be the one feeding him what to say. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or his inspiration. Certainly, yeah. We had today her coming in. Sammy didn't help me clean my room, but he made me help him clean his. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, honey, next time say no. (laughs) So, and then I asked him and he's like, well, I was taking out the trash. And by the time I took out the trash and came in, she was done. So he's trying to claim that she finished her room in approximately, you know, two and a half minutes or so. (laughs) Kids. I know. They're they're a good pair. I love my babies. They're very sweet. So they're funny. But anyway, and so that, that's what I have for us today, Jebby. Oh, some good stories there. Don't I'm trying to think what my favourite one is. I'll probably go with the bacon one, to be honest. I don't know. The bacon. Yeah, I like bacon. Although now I really, really do fancy some bacon. Hmm. Mm, might want to tell your wife. Well, sadly, she who must be obeyed is out. Early. Oh, really? Early. Is she going to be out for long? No, she'll be back in about 10 minutes. Ah. But I don't think she wants to come back from work after chefing and then be told, oh, could you make me some bacon? Please, I want bacon. No, she'd probably tell you to get off your rump and make it yourself. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. not going to end well. Well, you know, it depends on how badly. <laughs> it depends on how badly you want bacon. Uh, yes, I suppose. I mean, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I don't, uh, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit lousy when it comes to stuff like that. You can't cook very well. Uh, no. And just to give you some idea, my, uh, she must be bed. Went to visit her sister for a few days the week before last, and uh, it was she was only out of the house for about four hours before I was already eating out of a can. So, <laughs> well, I, I think one of the times when she left, it was all pizza and something else, and then it didn't agree with you. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> well, I remember that. Yeah, normally, um, although Day, I mean Daisy's here, my my thirteen year old girl, she's quite good at the mm-hmm. older. It sounds I sound like a complete misogynist animal, and and it's not like that at all. It's just that I've spent you know most of my life having to cook. Well, my husband is actually an incredibly good cook. He very does, noisy cook er, as well. Oh yes, very noisy. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the episode with him beating on the pan, yeah. but <laughs> he's actually a very good cook. It's just not often I can convince him to cook. And in the morning, he was beating on the pan. Actually, he did that without being prompted. Mm. He's like, oh, "I think I'll make a smegs," and I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> So I have one. Pop- I mean, I, it would be a lie to say that even at my healthy part of my life, I was in the kitchen doing much, to be honest. But I have a small problem now where if I stand up for too long, I fall down. Mm-hmm. And holding pans and you know, standing in front of ovens and stuff is quite dangerous. <laughs> so you should get a crock pot. Yeah, I'm sure we do have a crock. We call it. I think we have one like a slow cooker. You mean like a slow? Uh-huh, yeah, it's a slow cooker. Yeah, we have one of those. And see, you can just you can sit down and cut everything up, and then you throw it in there. And then you're tortured for the next five to eight hours while it cooks because you're smelling it and it smells so good, but you can't have it. Mm-hmm. But then once it's done, it is divine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. Shan does make the orange stew quite nice. Yeah, yeah I, I got a stew. I got a slow cooker cookbook the other day, and I was really, really wanting to try one of the recipes. And right when I was trying to find, or right when I wanted to try the recipe, I couldn't find the cookbook. And I was thinking, where in the world did I put it? It's not a very big house. I couldn't find it anywhere. Well, we found it in the laundry basket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to escape. <laughs> right. Making a break for and, it. And, and Mr. Dreams is like, why is this in the laundry basket? And I was like, I don't know. Although saying that, I did find my mobile phone in the fridge the other day. So. Really? Yeah, I don't know what I think. Was I, someone trying to hide it from you? No, it was me. I just, I just had one of those brain farts <laughs> where maybe I was, I was going in this game, got the water out and had the phone in my hand, put the phone down and then carried on going without getting the phone back out again. So, that is pretty hilarious. I, fortunately, I'm not because of uh, you know, say being in the duvet cave a lot more than perhaps sitting at the computer. I, I am okay. I'm constantly looking at the phone, you know, when I'm awake to check for Twitters and stuff. And so, fortunately, right. it's very quick because I don't know what damage it would do to a phone to be refrigerated over time. I imagine not, it would not be good. I imagine. Well, actually, they say that if you put your phone battery in the freezer, like. If you're out of power or whatever. Although, if you're out of power, I guess the freezer wouldn't... Anyway, if you put your phone in the freezer, it's supposed to extend the life of your battery, at least for a little while. Mm. 
And I was told that the same Isn't for my... Isn't sort of liquid problem, though? The stuff that gets cold, doesn't it then get liquidy? Wouldn't the phone go... Um, like that? I don't know, honestly. Okay, hold on, because... You're going to try it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to cough. I've been holding it in the whole time we've been oh, recording, and it was it was suddenly coming up. No, it hasn't been bad or anything. It's not like I've been suffering until right then when I had a tickle in my throat. So, anyway, I'm better now. Um, but, no, I, I've heard that... And you know what? When I was having problems with my battery for my laptop, that was also suggested to me they're like either you can buy another battery or you can try putting it in the freezer for a while and i was like that's kind of weird but supposedly i guess technically and again i may be wrong but i guess technically they are some sort of chemical reacting it's about a chemical reaction hmm, at some possible. level i'm sure it is i'm sure there's some chemical i know they're dry batteries as opposed to the old-fashioned wet batteries but still yeah. well and we you know we keep our regular batteries in the refrigerator too before we put them in the things we keep our batteries in the fridge you're just, you're just weird. The alkaline batteries? My grandparents did, too. Why? I think I keep them in there <laughs> for convenience because I know where I can find them. But I don't know. <laughs> I just keep the batteries in the refrigerator. <laughs> okay. I Crazy. never claim to be normal. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> never, ever claim to be normal. But anyway, we should probably wrap this up, especially if your wife's going to be home soon so she okay. can say hello. So it it's been glorious, glorious recording, darling. Absolutely glorious. It's been a long time. It has. It's been a long time since we recorded one of these. My husband was telling me the other way. He's like, it's been since like August or September, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I keep asking. Oh yes, definitely. You <laughs> asking. <laughs> You know, I, I, the amount of times that I've just got the, oh, come on, I've got bad things to do. Uh-huh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, yep, yep. I think you're turning this around a little bit. <laughs> Actually, you never say that you've got better things to do. No. It's just, you know, I you're just tired. do the better things, don't tell you. Oh. Oh, oh. how very day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people think you're always on Twitter and they think you're on your computer, but you're not, you're on your phone. Well, yeah, exactly. And exactly. That, I'm, I'm in the duvet cave. I'm deep down on the second floor of the duvet cave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, checking my phone every now and then. Mm-hmm. Not coming up for a while. So now I don't know what to do now. Should I go back and listen to the rest of the Harry Potter book? I don't know. Mm. Well, it doesn't get better after Dobby dies. Oh, shush, 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 I told you I, sm- I had to smack my head really hard to forget what's going to happen. <laughs> Spoiler. Well, you did say you shaved your head, and so it's all there right now. If you smack it, you get a nice, you know, fancy bump there. You might get some pity. I like shaving my head. I, I, y- yes. I kind of hope that it won't grow back, but it always does. Oh, well, I'm sure there's some laser treatments you could do if you really wanted to stay on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go that far, but yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is nice to get the weight off. It's um, it's funny seeing you go from your hairy self to your hairless self because there's like no in between. No, it's exactly. either you have a beard <laughs> and a mustache and a lot of hair, or you have absolutely nothing. Exactly. And so <laughs> it seems to it, it seems to go overnight. It's like you know, I wake up. I'm, you know, is it the monsters or the Adam's family that has the uh, thing to do with it just what was just all hair uh-huh. I don't which one it was but yeah I'm just like that boom insta hair <laughs> you've never heard of no shave November uh, November yeah no shave November I thought it's called Movember because you grow a moustache um it, it's possible it yeah. is possible um I have heard of that but I, I just didn't find thing you know I like to live on the edge. I'm kind of a rebel. You know, so. Yeah, and so you just shaved it all off only nine days before the end of November. Exactly. Although, actually, you know, I've pretty much got what most people would call a moustache. I've pretty much got that already now. So it's only like two days since I did it. So. <laughs> I'm just it so, grows back already. so manly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Um, I found it on the Urban Dictionary. No shave November. Do not partake in the use of a razor for the entire month of November. This month has the effect of categorizing men, most of whom will have a girlfriend who disapproves and will counter by offering no sex November as well. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't mind. I sex. like what? my yeah, huh? Yeah. Well, who doesn't? But anyway, I um, what? I I like my husband's goatee and his hair. I like playing with his hair. It's all curly. Really, we just we've gone we've taken a left turning to TMI now. Um, I mean the hair on his head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, Jebby. Well, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> you're the you're the one that suddenly spun the wheel and headed off into TMI. <laughs> Anyway, you're the one that asked. I'm great at that. Anyway, we should wrap this up before either one of us sticks our foot in our mouth. Probably too late, but hey. So, <laughs> it has been fun as always. 
So I'm really glad that we got to do this together today. Indeed, me too. Yay. Okay, so we should say bye to the guests. Oh, bye-bye, listeners. Bye. Bye-bye to all you, well, tens of people. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Hey, 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 I think we have, yeah, you're probably right. Ten. Tens of people. Yeah, it's about right. Oh, don't forget that you can find us at OMGNAP on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at OMGNAP at gmail.com, and it'll get to both Jeppy and I, I believe. Yes. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it gets to both of us. And so um, you can please, please feel free to send in an email or talk about what we've been talking about today or even send in your own news stories that you find that you think that we might be interested in putting on here. We love getting news stories from other people because, you know, I mean, yeah, I can only pick so many news stories. <laughs> Well, so well. You only pick so well. many news stories. Well, hey, 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 hey. Well, I do have my bombs. Mm. I do. Yeah. There's occasionally when I don't quite read it well enough mm. that it gets. Yeah. But anyway, so send in commentary or news stories or whatever to the podcast, and, and we would love to hear from you. And remember, hmm? listen to Control Out Wow and Wowcast. Absolutely, please listen to Control Out Wow and Wowcast. They are two more shows with and Meta Talks. <laughs> And Meta Talks. That's right. Y'all are back going again. No. My goodness, Jenny, you got quite a plate. Yes. (laughs) Full of bacon. Okay. Full of bacon. All the all the podcasts mentioned right there have Jeppy on them. Wowcast is Jeppy's own personal podcast that he does all by him bitty. That didn't sound right. No. (laughs) All by his bitty. We won't go there. Anyway, and so please take a listen. I believe you have one episode out, right? And you were with the members of Bind on Equip? I have two episodes out. The first one was the Andover Show, and the second one was indeed with people from Bind on Equip. The Very cool. Crew. And it's out now. Yeah. Very cool. And so, and how often do you intend on doing that one? Mm, well, I can be asked. <laughs> One of the joys of perhaps making it a solo show is that sort of, I've got like half an hour and suddenly find myself wide awake and I can just do one. Yeah, just go ahead and do one. And so, and of course, it's about WoW, so those who are interested in World of Warcraft, which would be me. I just don't get to play very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I do intend to add that one to my list of the ones that I listen to and hopefully I actually get time to listen as well. And so, because um, time is the main issue most of the time for me. And hopefully we'll get another one out soon, right, Jeffy? Yep. Of this podcast. And so, yes. Sounds like we've got it made. Anyway, all right, thank you so much for listening, and have a good week or month or, goodness, however long it takes us to get another episode out. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hello, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Oh My Goodness, Not Another Podcast. The music that you heard in the outro and the intro is called Free Music and Free Beer by Alex Barroza. I use this music under the Creative Commons license.